and welcome to Old King Wenceslas's Royal Podcast. That's right, you know how the royals gotta do everything and make a royal version of it. Well, this is the Royal Podcast, and that means it's really expensive and has like a... You know, a lot of stuff is gold or something, you know, but otherwise it's not of any specific quality or, you know, make that would draw you towards it. It only, the only value comes in it being a royal podcast. And I'm your host, Old King Wenceslas, and I'm joined by my co host, the digital dominatrix, the, uh, the matriarch of Mount Gox, um, the the um, the digital guy with the digital eye. Is that good? Is that is is any of this good? Are we? I feel like you said it was like 10 seconds before the show started and i feel like i fell asleep in that moment and this whole thing is just me dreaming how's it going kevin oh oh i'm, I'm a little sick today that's why i sound a little bit nasally right now i took some night will a little bit before the, the tonight's show started so i'm on a mm-hmm. different level than i normally am but i this is either going to be very low energy or very crazy tonight yeah man oh man it's i think it'll be low energy because this episode is all about kevin and i'm going to be listening to kevin really in depth this episode and not talking over him um because one thing that you notice while listening to the podcast is kevin is full of i mean who even knows that's the thing but he's full he's so clearly full and it needs to come out and the only thing that stops it is my incessant distractions and interruptions. So we're going to try and get rid of that. How does that feel to you, Kevin? Is this in response to that one guy on Reddit that said you should stop talking over me? (laughs) It was maybe one or two guys, but yeah, it is in response to that. But I was like, oh man, this guy must be totally right. And then I listened to the podcast and I was like, yeah, there's some parts where I'm kind of embarrassed by, but at the same time, in a lot of these places, I feel like I'm giving you space to kind of do your thing. You know, I don't you know. Are. You are. And, no, I, I'm a man of yeah. few words, which is probably not a great fit for a podcast. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm kind of most of the time I can be in your mode. I don't know. I feel like I'm a lot of times in that kind of, yeah, I'll just kind of chime in mode. But then other times I'm like, I got to fucking diatribe for a while about some shit that's affecting me you know so i don't know you know not to say that i'm like oh i'm a guy who doesn't like to speak but it is kind of like i can kind of just chill back chill back that's what this podcast should be called is chill back man we gotta chill back but yeah i wonder when uh, anyway whatever but it's your episode kevin and you're sick so tell us about your symptoms and tell us about how they relate to previous illness symptoms you've had in the past because you know don't you think about your health in terms of other things that have happened to your health true true this has honestly not been that bad i've just had a really high fever the last couple days running nose and a little congested right now and then i touched some night hoping that would just like or as actually day twill hoping that would just knock it out before all this started but instead it's just made me very sleepy um that's overall though like you know if like getting covid was like 10 out of 10 for severity this is like a two Mm -hmm. 
And see, I almost just jumped down. I just almost just it cut you off again. But then, you know, you barreled through, which I appreciate. I could use that, uh, you know, and I respect that. But, you know, and now I'm talking again. But I wanted this speech that I was doing to be shorter because what I really wanted to do was ask, are you actually done? Is it fine for me to start talking now? Or is there any like lingering thoughts or, you know, especially in this time? Have you circled back and been like, I wish I had said this? No, no, that's that. I, I, I feel like we, we've covered the sickness thoroughly. How okay. are you feeling? So, well, I'm just, well, I have follow up questions because I'm listening to you and this is about you. Um, and I normally have follow up questions. I just, they drift away under the weight of my Im- Im- crushing egotistical thoughts about myself and things that relate to me more heavily. But, uh, so your, your fever, when I'm sick, I do not, r- I rarely monitor my temperature. Sometimes I will. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I did before I got like a blood oximeter, oximeter, pulse oximeter or whatever, because I was mostly just like, I hope I don't have COVID. And so the oximeter was like, yeah, it'll tell you if you can breathe or not, basically. But um, so you monitor, do you monitor your temperature often when you're sick? No, I, I can just tell it's that like you feel hot and cold at the same time. And oh, like yeah. you, you want to be under the blanket, but you're sweating. And, you know, that that's a pretty clear. I've got a fever. Yeah. Do you have that symptom a lot? Is that a common like sickness symptom that you get? Yeah. That and sore throat. Basically every time, like if I get a sore throat, I can tell, oh yeah, I'm getting sick. That's the first symptom I always get every time. Yeah. Do do you have one like that? Well, well, I was just going to say that I don't like, I don't think it's, I guess it's mostly stuffy nose and, and I guess to a lesser extent sore throat, but when you smoke, um, you, you know, you have a kind of stuffy nose and sore throat already. It like destroys the cilia in your throat or whatever, which makes it harder for you to clear uh, mucus and stuff. And so you get kind of post nasal drip. You get kind of mild allergy symptoms a lot more commonly, basically. And so it can be harder to tell when it's like getting past that into real sick, you know, territory. But I get, I don't get the fever kind of symptoms at all. I don't know. Um, it's anytime I've gotten them, it's been really horrible. It's like really, really uncomfortable. Like most of the rest of the sickness symptoms, uh, I can handle, you know, it's like, it's not fun to be sick to your stomach, but yeah, mostly for me, it's just sore throat and, and really stuffed up, which, you know, the drugs help a lot with that stuff. You know, the Dayquil is that that's probably powering you at this point, right? I, I feel like it is. Yes. Yeah. You're more Dayquil than man. Oh, did I cut you off? Oh shit. I got to give you more space. <laughs> No, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> no. And everybody, you know, I'm, I'm sure this is kind of glib to say at this point, but, you know, it's fine to criticize me. And I don't like, I don't think that guy was wrong necessarily, but it's funny to, you know, completely just think about it forever for the whole episode. And, you know, which if I were in that person's position, I would feel really guilty about being like, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I was just kind of, I mean, Kevin is such an, because that's the thing. Let's get back to Kevin, not about me. You know, Uh, Kevin is such an exciting and interesting person. He's, you know, one of the most popular people on the planet, according to Time magazine. And um, he taught the most interesting man in the world uh, about Dos Equis. That's that's Kevin, one of Kevin's claim to fame. So, you know, it's it's not surprising that people want to hear more from him. And we are because I want to hear more about your fucking dental shit. We're circling back to the specific interesting thing the guy wanted to know more about, which when he pointed out, I was like, yeah, that's a good point. There's got to be a lot more here. Well, what that was the whole story? Dental history that that. <laughs> That was that that whole one story, which is one of the craziest stories that has happened to you in dental 
history do you have any other like it just because a lot of the story is just it hurt really bad i would imagine a lot of these stories are it sucked yeah no i mean that's the only really memorable one um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean the 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 dentist you know coming in pissed off because his life is over as he saw it and then taking it out on my my (laughs) mouth was was a shock you know um but yeah, yeah no, that when was- did you realize it was a problem obviously when you first saw him it's like oh is this going to be a thing but at some point it's like no he's definitely doing something you know he's definitely like well he was pissed. like slamming the tools down on the little metal tray thing oh my yeah and- no that i would be out at that point i would be all like you know what i'm out i'm 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 out like i can't i can't like i like even even pain aside and stuff i would just be like this guy is scary i don't want to be yeah. around this scary guy in a room like end yeah. of like don't even i don't even graduate to he's going to be operating on my mouth it's just like i don't like people slamming things it makes me uncomfortable yeah i mean the other detail i remember that i didn't mention was so like he kept yelling at me that i wasn't open my mouth far enough and like my mouth yeah. was in such agony i was really having a tough time doing that so he got one of those things to like hold your mouth open for you but he opened it so hard that it actually like you know the corners of my my lips like where your upper and lower lip meet were mm-hmm. bleeding afterwards just he, he tore them my mouth was ripped open that far that happened to a guy i know uh recently named the freaking joker that's what happened to the joker in the past kevin's the joker everybody i'd love to see a photoshop of kevin's face with the joker kind of makeup you know photoshop crudely onto it that could be funny with the green hair and stuff you know uh, that, we, that would be a beautiful look we could put that over jeff's face in the logo <laughs> the joker kevin that could be fun oh boy you know this is what this is what matters is getting you know getting to the bottom of kevin you know we haven't tried to figure out uh what your deal is in a while you know um have i ever guessed that your deal is like you're some sort of nasty little sex pervert who likes to have their like nuts stopped on or anything is that is that a guess of of what your deal is has anyone made that guess before nobody's made that guess before but no that's 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 not me okay so that's not your deal either yeah, okay deal. shit no fuck shit I, i'm running low of ideas are you uh are you gandalf from the lord of the rings i'm really scraping the barrel of the, the bottom of the barrel here that's a wide jump you just made there <laughs> <laughs> yeah you-, you see my list and it's all these people crossed <laughs> off it's like britney spears no it's like just and then gandalf is like question mark is to the left you know i mean i i like that one better but no i don't really see myself as gandalf either so you're an easygoing guy and you don't get pet peeves or at least the last time i remember asking you a question in this vein you don't get you don't get a pet peeved easily but you know is there anything that it's like ugh, that you think about for more than you know a second before it just drifts off your back like water off of that of a duck um i don't know the thing the the petty thing that upsets me the most is when people just blatantly waste my time you know Mm -hmm. um like like, for instance if someone's like hey i'd love to do a shitty podcast uh for the rest of your life every sunday maybe i don't really plan on thinking about what i'm gonna do or booking guests or anything but i might just kind of show up for about an hour also it'll cost you money and no one will make any (laughs) 
No, this is fun. This is this is like my hobby. I, I enjoy this a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the most hobbification like I can apply to talking. Like I don't like talking just for talking's sake. Again, if I have an axe to grind, oh boy. But you know, I don't know. When I, I just socializing without any sort of goals, like seeing this timer. I don't know if the audience sees the timer. They don't, right? But no, they don't. Oh my god, that really is like here's how you talk is with a timer set for an hour and fifteen minutes or so and you know, that'll keep things going. On the Patreon, you can talk to me for a timed amount of time if you spend enough money. So that's that's a fun thing that you can embrace if you have How's money. How's your Patreon going for you? Are, are, is it working out the way you thought it would? Yeah. Um, the main thing is I have this problem where anytime I'm struck by an idea, it's like I can make this idea, I could write this idea and then put it out right now. Or... I could schedule it and be like, okay, in June, I'll release this as my thing in June because, you know, I need to be releasing content forever. So that's the problem I'm coming into is like, I want to make all this stuff, but it's like, should I release it now? Should I wait? Should, what should my release schedule be? And that's what I'm trying to kind of settle into because I basically promised one thing a month, but I'd like to at least do more than one thing a month if I can, even if it's not the same kind of caliber of stuff. It's just like, if, if there's one good thing, it's like, I feel like I'm fulfilling my contract, but I really want to do a lot more. It's just, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to show up in October being, being like, that's all the ideas. I guess I'm done getting money. I guess I have to say, hey, I'm a hack now. You can keep giving me money, but nothing good is going to come from it uh, from this point. You know, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of the problem I'm having. But but that's not it's not I haven't run out of ideas. I'm still just getting really excited by ideas. I've been today. I've just been working on a cleric subclass. Clerics have different domains based on their kind of religion. And this is like a, a, a commerce domain or a trade domain. And it's based off of a, a god, a deity of trade called Brock. And it's like a riff on like cryptocurrencies because Brock has his own currency called Brock coin. And um, it's this magical currency and you can like convert it in the game to Brock coin. And also you can make purchases with uh, Brock coin that get validated to the Brock chain. And so Brock validates all the currencies. So if you make a transaction on the Brock chain, then you can like sleuth it down and try and like track it using the public ledger information. And then also you can just sell items. Like this is kind of like, like video in video games you know you can just sell any item for like half gold to a shop like there's a spell called sell and you can just sell brock an item for like money instead of having to like find a and then i <laughs> and so there's also a spell that will like package stuff up so you can like ship it or something and like you know if you bring a roll of butcher paper and stuff it'll wrap a bunch of i don't know meat up or something so i'm making making commerce based spells and it's so it's fun to make stuff like that it's just I want to be able to to be consistent with it, but I don't know. Speaking of which, oh, do you you know giving you space? Do you have any follow up questions to that? You know, or does that remind you of anything in your personal life that the fans would be delighted to hear about? Uh, no, not really. I, you know, Fuck, you, you've mentioned God a few times it. though that you know you you feel like you're worried about not being able to produce and things like that. Do do you suffer from writer's block or is it? you know, performance anxiety or, or, you know, where, where does that fear come from? It's more just discipline. It's hard to be all like, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be able to do this every single month and commit to doing it and remember to do it in time. You know, like I figured I would have more done by now. 
when I launched. You know, I, I have stuff built up, but I thought I would probably have as much built up as I had when I started, which is like to say like two, three months in advance. And now it's like I maybe have next months and it's not like this big backlog, which is fine because every week, month, I feel like I could do about a month's work worth of work. It's just different than being like, I got this done and now I'm cruising for a month and I don't have to think about it. You know, it's like I feel like I always got to be angling and stuff and then trying to come up with new stuff which is fine because especially if i make more money because you know i'd love to make more stuff and just make a bunch of stuff all the time it's just uh you know it's a lot of money but i can't necessarily afford to not think about uh when this fails this is too much this is too much talking about i had this great idea i had an idea for a movie you know i'm a famous movie creator and i came up with the the movie bowling for zolombine or whatever the fuck people decide to call it wasn't there a plane wasn't didn't jeff come up with a plane movie idea that sounds familiar yeah anyway yeah, I think he came up with that, but I can't remember it. So, you know, that happens as a really successful track rather record with amazing movie pitches. But the the bowling for Columbine zombies, whatever the fuck, uh, that was great. And by the, cre- the, the by the twisted minds who brought you that comes a sh- an idea um, where it's uh, the all the air, the all the air dies, the air all dies. Um, it's it's good in some ways and it's bad. Uh, it's mostly bad but like what the air dying means is nothing can fly anymore and like the air isn't like this living moving thing you know that kind of flows and forms weather and patterns it just all becomes still there's no more wind so flowers stop pollinating you know like anything kind of that's based on air behaving how you normally expect it to just stops and so all air travel is impossible you know you can't even throw things anymore (laughs) so it's like everything's like kind of more inertia there's more inertia than there used to be and it's just like really depressing because society's not collapsing but it's like jesus christ what the fuck is happening like it's a bunch of problems have happened but it's not everything's not over you know it's not like uh I, i am legend was that a movie Yes. Um, with Will Smith, was that a Will yes. Smith movie? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was where society is basically already collapsed. Yeah, so it's not like that, but but also the clouds they fall from the sky because the air is dead, so the clouds are all on the ground, and so everything's like foggy where clouds are. But there's not clouds everywhere. There's just clouds where clouds are. So it's foggy in those areas, and the clouds start to die, and so the clouds are rotting. <laughs> and so so there's just this thick stagnant non-moving rotted air that like it's not going anywhere they can scoop it up but like you know it's a it's a big problem because it's all the clouds in the fucking world you know and and so yeah and then i guess the rock has to get back to his wife's anniversary party or something i don't know but uh i did yeah so and then some i talked about i tweeted this idea on on the old twitter and uh someone who i should come up with the name maybe after i say this you can talk and i'll find the name but they pitched the name for this movie which is the perfect name i did not come up with this. this is not my idea this idea is by a person who will be named soon but the idea they came up with for the movie name was dead air which is really good you know i love but that now yeah, now now you talk, Kevin, while I can look up this name. I just I'm I'm so curious about like the practicalities of how all this works now, though. Like you know, does speech like can you still talk? 
you know, because that doesn't have to through the air as well. Uh, yeah, the air still vibrates, but it doesn't. It still oh, it's Louis Elias Badillo, Agent Eli on Twitter. Okay, but but yeah, so the the air just it doesn't flow. Basically, it more kind of is stuck. You know, okay. so that's part of the inertia. And it's not like, I don't know how, like, I think you get, it's like, we don't know what's happened, but basically the air is dead. <laughs> it's like, okay. that's what the science says. And you'll see some of the ramifications, but I don't know how deeply we'll delve into the science of it. But that is like, that is the premise is that the air just stops what it does, which is like moving readily and lightly you know because air moving is also a function of it being light and not stuck to things and so it's like yeah this this is a a much better concept than what was that movie the happening where yeah (laughs) decided to yeah this is this is a much better version of that yeah well i okay so i was listening to i've been going through and i did go through all the episodes of blank check podcast which has a pretty big back catalog it's a podcast about movies and they did m night Shyamalan like really early in their run and um they did the happening and the thing about the happening was i, I never watched it but I'm, i learned so much about these movies that i haven't watched by listening to this podcast and they talk about how like uh it was like mark i don't know it was either mark Wahlberg or matt damon it was mark Wahlberg, i think right yeah he was in the happening and he wanted to i i think like he was excited about it because he had this like really exciting take on the care the main character it's like oh a disaster movie main character i got this interesting take and i think m night Shyamalan was up for it and he was like really into it and the interesting take is that mark Wahlberg is just a really smart guy and um he's like a science teacher but he's like he it's like a disaster film and he's like one of the science guys in a disaster film but it's mark Wahlberg, so it's the dumbest shit he's like his face looks so stupid and then he's trying to be smart and he's saying smart things but it sounds like a dumb guy saying them you know so it's just like it's it doesn't really work because a huge part of what you see is a show like a movie trying to pretend that mark Wahlberg is the smartest guy in the planet and then also it's just like oh it's in the air and it's like does that mean if we breathe it we die and it's like when it's plot convenient yes but otherwise it's fine to not breathe the air like it's just like the 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 physics of that are all over the place which is what we'd have to nail in dead air otherwise you know people will laugh at us the same way they laugh at the happening but i think you can conserve the whole the plants are what's causing it thing i think it's like the plants killed the air <laughs> like oh shit the plants done killed the air you know i don't know they're fighting back you know the same kind of the same kind of the happening twist maybe i don't know do you have any movie ideas that you've always thought about or have ever thought about in 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 the past you know if you could wave a magic wand and get like a stupid passion project uh made oi i i don't think so i see i'm not a writer i'm not funny the way you guys Mm. are you know i not so are a lot of people who have passion project ideas (laughs) I mean that's that's true that's true but I, I I like to think I'm a little bit more self-aware. I mean the the project this is not answering your question but the project I would mm-hmm. love more than anything is to be able to finally release Heat Vision and Jack the the pilot yeah. episode as a real thing like uh, me and Schraub have been trying to do this for years now and it's been one dead end after another of not being able to figure out who owns the rights to it or where some of the tapes are and things like that and I mean that that's the project I want to do but that's that's totally unanswered your question. 
Damn, that sounds like the kind of thing that if I uh, change the subject, people would be really mad that I didn't ask more questions about. Is that something you're at liberty to talk about more, or is this a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff? I mean, there's really nothing to tell. I mean, we found a lot Who'd of... Who'd you talk to? Uh, mostly, you know, it, it's been Schraub, um, It's been some people at Ben Stiller's company and things like that trying to locate tapes and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we found a lot, but not all of the tapes of the So the there's willingness? Um, maybe. Because that doesn't seem like... If you told me that story, I wouldn't think that that was the problem is, oh, we got to find these tapes. I feel like they could, you know, they might not have the masters, but they might be able to release something somehow if, if everyone were on board. The, the, the problem with releasing what exists right now is they made the pilot never expecting to show it anywhere. So they used all this copyrighted music that would cost a fortune. Right, to, yes, okay. To, to release. So what I wanted to do was re-edit it with different music. Um, and then also possibly edit because uh, Dan and Rob had a different cut of it that, that they wanted to to release. So could we re- recreate that? Could we do this sort of thing? But without finding all the tapes, that's a little bit difficult. And then the ta- the the issue of who actually owns the rights to it is a surprisingly difficult conversation that nobody had a good answer to. After a lot of asking around it, it normally the problem is everyone is claiming they own the rights to it. And in this case, no one is saying like they're all. Yeah, that's a better problem to have. Yeah, Uh, that's like because, again, if you get the so that it's like, yeah, they don't have like the unedited footage. Was it on film back then? Bits of it were on film, but not all of it was. But, uh-huh. you know, we found a lot of the dailies that were transferred to VHS. There's apparently a beta cam copy somewhere um, that I'd love to get a hold of. But, you like know, I, I have probably 80% of the, of the raw footage on, wow. on VHS that could be cut together into something if we could figure out who owns it. But VHS is obviously not the optimal format back then. Like, that's less, that's more lossy. Yes. Yeah. These weren't meant to be like production masters. These were just like, you know, people working on the show wanting copies of what was being worked on. Fuck, man. How do you lose production masters like that? That's crazy. Or like, why do you even split them up? Like, why would they ever go apart from each other? I I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to expound more on how you don't know? I mean, again, again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for checking out the Reddit and participating in our burgeoning, vibrant community. And uh, keep doing it despite all my attempts to smack you down. Sorry, continue, Kevin. No, I mean, this is one of those things that went through, you know, production hell where like one company wanted, then another company, then another company, then they were going to do a spinoff of something else. And then like the, the rights got just passed around from company to company so many times that no one's really sure who got left holding what, you know, and it's possible that, you know, the company that ended up with the tapes is not the company that actually owns the rights. So they didn't think to save the tapes possibly, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those hard to answer questions. The thing is, the thing that sucks about the modern age is that stuff like that is the kind of stuff that in a proper functioning society, we could permanently avoid. Like, we could keep records better as a society. If that were a societal value that we upheld, you know, we could do stuff like that, especially in the digital age and stuff. But instead, 
everything's going to get more and more lost. There's still going to be, you know, now that everything's digital, there's more of a trace of it. But I just find like everything just getting so cluttered and there being so much more bullshit information is going to make stuff like that harder and harder to find because it's just going to seem like it's more scattered. I don't know. Maybe that's I, I, I guess it depends. I think it's like it becomes more attention based where it's like right. if people are like, hey, remember that thing, then it'll be everywhere. And if people are like, oh, I watched this one commercial and no one ever talked about it or even saw it, then it's like, well, that's not going to be there because no one cared enough to curate it into the future collection or whatever, you know? Right. By the way, just to explain to people listening, if you don't know what Heat Vision and Jack is, because I'm realizing yes. now that that's a little obscure, possibly. It was going to be a TV series that Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub created back in, like, I think it's 99 uh, with Jack Black and Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, uh, Ron Silver. Um, uh, you know, it, it was it was going to be a, a, an amazing TV series about a astronaut and a talking motorcycle. It's sort of like a spoof a little bit of shows like Knight Rider and things like that, but actually with like a coherent plot line. And, you know, they, they filmed a pilot for it. Um, and then a whole bunch of drama happened where it got picked up by Fox, but then not picked up by Fox and then back and forth and back and forth. And it never ended up getting anything beyond just the first pilot episode being filmed. And my, my dream was to be able to finally like officially release that one episode as like a Blu-ray or something. Well, it sounds like you're a lot closer than it sounded when you first kind of brought this up, which is, I mean, it seems potentially possible, certainly not easy and maybe impossible, but it seems like there's pieces in the world that exist to solve the problem. Whereas sometimes that's not possible. You know, that's not the case. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, it's definitely doable. It's just a case of, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money and is it, is it worth the effort to go, go down that route for something that we don't know how many people would care about? Yeah. Which is why it's a passion project. But yeah. so just to kind of drill down a little bit, Hollywood behind the scenes or whatever, I wouldn't say it's like a common thing necessarily that a property gets moved around like that, but it is a thing that can happen where something is like hot or it's the darling or whatever. So a bunch, it has a lot of speculation and a bunch of things want a piece of it. So either it gets passed around or optioned in various ways, or, you know, multiple people want to get in on something. And the more, or the more something changes hands or ownership, the more the original intent gets like fudged by this slime that these corporations kind of cover it in. And eventually it gets just so slimy. People are like, well, what even is this? I want money. This is just mud, you know? And then they go look at something that looks more clearly like just a product they can buy or something, you know? So it can, it can happen even when people are like, this is going to be the center of our whole marketing strategy or something. Then, and it just kind of fades away because the strategy never got too far beyond a strategy. It got kept getting pitched and bought in and stuff, but this or that never happened. Or this guy went on vacation in a crucial month. And then the whole, you know, lineup for the three years, big plan is like completely changed. Like, I don't know. There's so much, I don't know. The what craziest happen, thing. Yeah, go ahead. What seems to happen to it. A lot of networks is that like, you know, whoever the president of that network was would like pick his favorite shows, greenlight all of them. And then they'd have a bad season or something. So he gets fired. Someone else comes in to replace them and goes, well, none of his picks were good. So I'm canceling all these things. And so, you know, the, the internal shakeups at, at the networks would cause a lot of these things where like, you know, 
this guy was making bad choices, obviously. So anything he greenlit, we should just cancel before it, we spend any more money on it. 100%. And the thing is, there's like this kind of dual world that like the corporate or that the agents, not agents, or, you know, suits, let's call them suits, um, kind of deal in where they need to re- or like maintain their reputation as suits. And so that means they have to be seen giving notes and emails where uh, people know who's giving what notes before they circle out because it's like they give their notes internally to the circle of email people that get seen by the big boss's assistant so if they see that they're not giving notes you know maybe it looks bad and so but we don't see that because the someone else copies all those notes down and sends them to us so you don't see the whole email chain you know but it's like there's this whole shadow world where they have to do stuff to make make sure they seem effective and it affects most uh, like i don't think the people who are the most victimized by this are these kind of heads department heads or programming heads but these people when they come into power the way they assert themselves and this happens with all sorts of workplaces when a new kind of uh power position uh is hired or something they make a lot of big changes usually part of what gets them hired is they have this vision or this plan or this project that you know the management is like yes this seems like what we need so you know in an earnest honest sense it can just be them executing that plan in a less earnest insecure sense it could be them trying to prove that they deserve the authority they've been given or can be trusted to wield it and can't be pushed around like a substitute teacher there can be all these different reasons you know that that come into it that have nothing to do with like anything else but the main way it manifests is these department heads they come in they basically cancel the whole production slate again like you said other than things that they personally think are awesome and often that they have some sort of identification process with maybe it's the things they're most familiar with when they were explained things during the onboarding process of being an executive i don't know but like you know they'll pick a couple or they won't pick anything and they'll try and kill as much as possible because that frees up the development dollars for them to make their hand-picked um, pet projects and so then they want to make the stuff that they did because if the stuff that they didn't make goes and is successful well it doesn't say anything for this new guy does it and you know the worst thing that could happen is if it's really successful it's like well maybe that guy actually had some bad ideas or uh, good ideas especially if the you then make shows that don't go well and then it's like oh my god that last guy had these great shows but this guy oh my god he can't get anything over you know three hundred thousand i don't know you know and so like there's all these incentives to just kill everything and start from scratch because it can in the shadow world it can look really bad for you as a suit and that's not necessarily a good creative environment but it's yeah like it's just one of the weirdest things about becoming kind of immersed in the business of hollywood even when you read the trades and stuff where they discuss a lot of this business more explicitly like i still think you miss that it's like it's just it might as well just be the gods or something people are just doing stuff in the shadow realm that might as well not exist but the ramifications of all that stuff whether someone likes this car when they came into a meeting or someone saw the color green on their way into the office or something you know like it can have so many downline effects on all sorts of things that make or break whether or not we can make shows and stuff and obviously you're really we're really privileged to be able to work in this kind of creative environment and space but uh you know the downside of that is it's like oh is uh you know oh is it raining sci-fi today oh let's capture some sci-fi dollars in our cup you know and it's like if you have the sci-fi bowl then you can get the money but if you had a western bowl then it's like i guess you're out of luck until the western dollars show up you know it's just i don't 
don't know whatever you want to you want to eat some shit do you okay before that though do you have any final thoughts or has any thoughts arised by uh, anything i've said during that whole rant no i'm i'm good i'm good and that was that was very insightful of of the way you explained it way better than i was trying to well you had it's really good context to like because of to talk about why shows like heat vision and jack die and they don't come out and it's not necessarily because it was bad and sometimes shows can die because they're good or something you know so it's like yeah i think it's it's worth i, I when you were explaining it i was like yeah no i guess like people might not even know enough to even understand this context so yeah but uh what do you, you want to start with drinking or do you want to start with fooding uh I'm I'm really curious to try the new Mountain Dew. If, if oh yeah, so we got a new Mountain Dew. Do you want to show it to the uh, to the lovely fans who are yeah. in the uh, that happens live chat and not the Shravo video Discord? Yes. So this is Mountain Dew Uproar, which is uh, like only limited to like the southeast part of the country. I think it's like an exclusive. Yeah, it's only by Publix brand stores, which I don't think really exist on the uh, the West Coast, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So it is. Uh, berry kiwi flavored mountain dew mm -hmm. so i, I will say that bombs. the packaging looks exactly i mean not exactly but it looks incredibly similar to the major melon packaging yes well, here, it's got like a peach color to the beverage kind of it's a bit more orange or red than your standard kind of major melon pink but it's definitely in that pocket kind of like a ruby red grapefruit oh there you go oh yeah sorry. so here's talk kevin yeah this is uh major melon in the small can here and uproar here so yeah they're very yep. similar yeah and so yeah it's definitely more red and maybe a little less uh blue in these greens so it's like a little more red and a little less blue i would say and there's a lion and kiwis because it's berry kiwi flavor probably strawberry kiwi right that's a standard beverage you don't really see like blackberry kiwi or blueberry kiwi do you and uh i just gotta mention you know to throw cameras back and forth we have to i have to be silent or kevin has to talk so yeah. that's why we were talking about kevin talking earlier if you're listening to the podcast that's a fun little mini game that happens it is it's always a challenge <laughs> yeah but uh so do you want to try it or do you want me to try it first you Go seem first. excited about it you want to try it you should try it all right all right so let me open yeah. it up yeah give kevin the rock Oh, it smells very strawberry. Very, very strawberry. Very strawberry. Strawberry soda is good, you know, like. Yeah. Well, like major melon was definitely watermelon. This is this is similar, but strawberry. Yeah, because chemical strawberry is very similar to kind of chemical watermelon. All the fruity flavors kind of meld together. He's giving it a drink. I like this. I, re I really do. This is this is a lot like major melon, but strawberry. Um, okay, I am uh, not really going. tasting that much of the kiwi. Maybe there's a little bit of kiwi in there, but it's it's a lot more strawberry than than kiwi. I want to say, yeah. And kiwi is a strong flavor. I guess the reason why they package kiwi and berry together is they both are these really acidic kind of sour tart sweetnesses. That's like they do really line up. Kiwi's great. I always had a lot of kiwis growing up. My parents bought a lot of kiwis. Do you have a lot of kiwis growing up? Yeah, I I grew up in Nebraska, where we're a little bit further away, I think, from that. So while we did get kiwis in the store, they were always nasty and kind of looked like they had taken a long truck ride to get there. So they weren't the, mm -hmm. the treat that they are, I think, for, you know, for you guys. Well, but yeah, I love kiwis. They look like 
shit. You know, they look like brown, furry kind of garbage. So the, they look worse than that is what you're saying? Yes. Bruised and, you know, it just it, there never was a good looking Kiwi in the store. So, yeah, you know, I I don't know that I have like great sense of taste, but this to me tastes a lot like major melon like i think it's just because the core of it is this kind of dew citrus and stuff and that kind of plays with the fruitiness of both of these kinds of flavors but it's i feel like if i was like if i woke up and had one without knowing i feel like on any given day i'd just guess one or the other and like regardless of what it actually was right and i wouldn't identify this as a mountain dew flavor either i don't think this this doesn't have the the same Mountain Dew taste that most of the other ones do, which in the past has been a negative for us. But this, I think, is like this is like a like it's like a strawberry soda. It's like a fruit soda. Like those on their own are fine. Like a fruit Fanta is pretty good. So this kind of stands as a fruit soda in a good way. I think like it's it's worth it if you wanted something strawberry, which a lot of times I do more than say grape or something. You know? Yeah damn man well it's 28 minutes until this timer ends the thing about this timer kevin and i'm this is not a critique but when i look at the timer i think that the timer is like oh when this timer ends it'll have been an hour 15 minutes but then the episode comes out and it's not an hour 15 minutes it's like an hour 10 or something like so is the timer set differently depending on our start times or is it set to the same time every time it's always set to the same finish time but we don't always start at the same start time so it's pinned to the finish time that makes perfect sense okay so you would never expect it to turn out a consistent result because we start at different times okay right because what now i know so for those of you that don't watch the show live leading up to this is a show called the portal uh steve sutton did this masterpiece of uh sci-fi so we show one episode of the portal followed by his commentary and those are wildly different lengths which makes scheduling the shows very difficult so sometimes it goes a little bit under sometimes it goes like today it went a little bit over so our start time was a little bit late yeah it's really stupid of me because it makes perfect sense but it just never the thought never occurred to me that it's like oh this could be a different time every time i was just always like oh yeah it's a minute 15 timer and then when it's like but he didn't cut anything why is it a minute nine did he cut six minutes of the podcast is he cutting dead air like i and and i was just like it's not a problem it's just been confusing and so it's interesting to me this is such good we're breaking new ground in podcasting history i think has there ever been two white guys talking about a boring topic and you know i don't even like being the guy who's like haha we're not diverse in any uh way but talking about the timer that we use to keep track so i know when i can stop talking and the reason i brought it up is because this time is a delicate time because if we go too long and then we try to break into D it's not enough time for the D. so it's like at about this time it kind of becomes like a sink or swim moment where it's like we're going to try to talk about something and then go to D, which will mostly mean that we're talk about something and then kind of not have time for the D and either have to peter out or kind of stretch or do uh honestly 
worse version of D&D than not doing D&D. And this is me saying, you know, this as a person who has played a lot of suboptimal D&D and also has not played a lot of D&D in place of suboptimal D&D. So I feel like I'm in a unique position to compare, you know. Um, so, you know, we have more foods that we could try, but we're at this crucial time that always happens to me and I'm, you know, and here I am. And so I'm walking you through it. What, what, what do you think? Because you're the one player in the campaign. You're the only one whose uh, attention and effort and entertainment matters. So if you're not having a good time, there's no reason to do this other than the fans, I guess, but you know, fuck the fans. I've been doing the, the D and D stream and uh, we could just put the D and D stream on the, that happens blog. We don't even have to do the show. We could just put that up instead if the people want D&D, you know, I want to give people D&D, but when you're talking and there's a timer that can tell you when you can stop talking, it kind of it changes your your value system a little bit, you know, does, Which I'm not does the clock about. stress you out? Like, no, sh should I not put the clock up? No. I, and when Harmontown was happening, you could always see the time. It's not a timer, but it effectively is a timer because when you see it's 830, it's like, oh, there's an hour and a half of the show left, you know? So it's like, but that's always been a part of Harmontown. It's always been part of my relation to the ship with Harmontown. Uh, Ooh, I'm just not the only over. one who has to talk. So I'm not commenting on it all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, but Harmontown didn't really have a fixed stop time. If, if the show went 15 minutes over, it went 15 minutes over and it wasn't other than the interns working at NerdMelt, no one really complained, you know? Yeah, Jeff usually would want to try and end the show, and Dan would want to... Uh, he would sometimes want to end the show, or often he would just be talking about something that I wanted to keep talking about. And, you know, everyone was interested and wanted to... Get, the whole audience would want to keep, go, you know, keep it going and stuff. So, yeah. Everyone wins. What do we do, though, Kevin? You're the D&D guy now. I am. I'm gonna follow. You're you're the, the dungeon master, though. So I'm gonna follow your lead here. If you'd like to play some D and D, I'd love to. If you want to try these snacks, we do have some bizarre ones tonight. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing: is that normally I would say that makes a lot of sense. Kevin's a man of reason, and he's speaking uh, truth to power. You know, but today it's actually an episode that's especially about what Kevin wants, and you know, giving space to Kevin. And so I think we really are gonna need you to make a decision here. You know, it, it, otherwise that guy will probably comment on Reddit again. <laughs> I'm sure he's not <laughs> hating himself at this point. And I'm oh, so sorry, by the way. It's thank you for commenting on Reddit. I appreciate it. It gives me something to do is to look at the comments on Reddit. Um, let, let's do D and D then. We'll we'll save the snacks for next time. Wow, we didn't do D and D last time. Are you, are, you, are you prepared or do you want to do a snack while you get, get ready? I'm prepared. I just hope that you're not doing it to spare my feelings, which is not that I shouldn't be guilting you with that. That's just making it worse for you, the person who I'm uh, ostensibly caring. Speaking of which, I don't know if you knew this, guys. Uh, maybe you don't care because it's not Kevin uh, that we're talking about. Uh, and this episode is all about Kevin, so it's not about me or what I want. And I don't know who made it about Kevin. I don't know who decided, oh, it was, I don't know, like, who, I wish I could talk to that person. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it's actually my birthday this week. It was just my birthday, not Kevin's birthday. So it's interesting that we're spending so much time talking about him and caring about everything he wants because I can't get off of a, a Reddit comment that someone is fully justified in making and is completely not out of line in any way. And I'm just making the biggest deal about it. Isn't that interesting that I'm doing that instead of celebrating my birthday on the show? What did you do for your birthday, by the way? 
nothing it's fine let's play D. &D. <laughs> no 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 for real you, you did absolutely nothing uh someone sent me something uh that i don't want to get into too much detail about it's all fine it's all above board but there's just reasons to keep it mysterious and uh so i hung out um at home doing the thing related to the thing people sent me oh and it's not drugs by the way it's not like someone sent me drugs like mushrooms or anything and i just was like oh i don't want to say that i did mushrooms like but yeah that's that's all i did i didn't go see anything or do anything i don't know I, i'm hunkered down you know it's uh it's pandemic everything's what spencer did pcp on his birthday yeah that would be cool <laughs> fucking bath salts um but it's just you know i don't know Ugh. they're gonna they're stopping all the masks they're dropping all the mask mandates and the pandemic's not over so that's not gonna be good uh and so i'm like i guess i gotta wait even longer now it's like my 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 gauge for what's safe and what's not is different than other people's gauges but i think mine's pretty good if you ask me i think it's pretty good and you know i hope it holds and i hope i don't get COVID. that would be cool because otherwise i've been wasting my life for nothing what am i doing oh, the conservatives were right i love guns now etc <laughs> uh, well even but, if yeah. even if you got it today that's still better than you haven't gotten it two years ago yeah but it's less uh validating it's only yeah. validating if i never get COVID for the rest of my life do you do that, you believe in any of the theory that it's just going to become like the common cold and we're never getting rid of it well that's what we want to happen the problem is that hasn't happened yet allegedly sure. the spanish flu eventually did that it took like five years or so um but so i expect that will happen eventually if nothing crazy happens but we have to let it get to that point and that's the thing it's got to like the genome has to become stable or something that's the problem is it's not stable enough so it can still mutate in drastically dangerous ways that we can't predict we could the, like the reason that i don't know i'm getting to a topic where i don't know what i'm talking about but one of the reasons why we can do vaccines against the flu and do flu shots every year is because the flu is predictable and stable enough that we can track the different strains and go like i think we should vaccinate against these ones and we can't do that with COVID. We can't, we can't get ahead of it, um, which is what we need to do. I mean, we're close, especially with the, like the RNA vaccines, they're supposed to make it easier to tailor a vaccine to the specific uh, strain of virus and, and print new vaccines way faster. So that could be really helpful in that front, but we're not at the point where we can deploy a 3D printed government vaccine within any reasonable time frame, which should eventually be possible with with the technology if anyone cared about us dying, which they don't. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do? All you can do is not trust anyone to keep you alive because we've all been hit by zombie lightning, baby, and we're all hiding it. <laughs> another one of my brilliant fucking movie ideas jesus christ give me an overall deal people am i am i crazy here you see yourself uh, actually doing that like being a, a a filmmaker i don't think i can write well enough to do enough i feel like i could help a lot of stuff but i don't think i could really be like the writer sometimes an idea guy gets paired with like a writer guy and then they can work as a team like i can maybe see something like that but i don't know just screenwriting the technical aspect of it just seems like something i don't know if i'll ever really nail to the point where things look good in a you know professional setting to hollywood tastemakers <laughs> you know i don't know I think it, it kind of requires more of a being on the pulse with just what humans are and 
you know, someone who's more out of sync is like, no, that's an excuse. I'm just not working very hard at it. Anyway. Is there, is there a, a, a job you'd rather have? Uh, I don't know. It would be cool to work at Wizards of the Coast, but I think, you know, uh, I think if I had a job at Wizards of the Coast at some point, I would be like, I don't like this anymore. I want to do something else. No offense, but I've heard it can be a tough place to work for, but it would be cool. Like doing this D&D stuff is fun. It would be cool to do D&D stuff. Maybe the big dogs D&D that we do will, you know, get popular enough to start making money. I don't know. Maybe it would be cool to do stuff like that. I don't know. I've never really had a long-term plan or a career. If I did, I would just go do that, but I don't, I don't have any good ideas, you know? Steve yeah. Agee is the same way. I, he's just doing what he's doing because that's that's what he can do. That's what he's in the position to do, you know. And you got to survive. Why you got to go work at a Amazon facility? I could. I don't want to. I probably would have got a job by now if it weren't for the plague. Just because it's like, I'll make money. That's fine. It's just scary to be like, uh, you could die though. <laughs> go. You could go to work and die. Which I know has always been the case, but whatever. <sighs> do you want to play D anD D, or are you are you being evasive about? It? I just I don't know. I just don't want to. I just don't want to disappoint anybody. You know, I I love D anD don't like pushing it on people. I don't well, want to be accused of pushing D anD D on people. No. Okay. No. Okay. So, do you remember what's been happening? Um. Okay, so in in this timeline, uh, this timeline doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> making sure I'm remembering where we're at here. Uh, we were visiting with the. I'm I'm part of the Knight of the Southern Sky, mm-hmm. and the Northern Sky was attacking. Uh, my friend uh, Rolo. Uh, who was uh, I thought was a friend of mine is the one who ended up kidnapping this princess in front of me. No, no, that wasn't Rolo. That was Rolo is your friend. He's trustworthy. Oh, Marcos. That was Marcos. Marcos was an old friend of yours. Yes, is the we one haven't seen. Right. So we you, were. At you the, didn't know uh, what happened to him because what happened to him spurred your memories. <laughs> right. And then from there, I'm a little bit blurry because I don't have notes from from after that. Yeah, basically nothing happened. Do you want to hit the music? I could probably figure this out. Okay. <laughs> I got. I'll figure it out. Last time. Last time. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Last time. La- yeah. It, what? Why am I getting caught up? It is. It was last time. Last time on that happens. The D and D part of that happens. Our heroes had uh, just saved the city, or at least were part of the effort that generally saved the city from the attack that Deadly Nightshade was causing on the people. And then they took a boat, and the boat like hit some choppy water, and the boat crashed into an island. And oh boy, it shook! It shook so hard, and everyone was thrown off the, you know, thrown around in the deck of the ship. And the freaking Johnny DeFever, he hit his head really hard. And in his dreams, he was remembering the story that he was remembering in the past, but he had, for you know, gotten uh, distracted. Or actually, I guess he got knocked his sense back into him by uh, fuzzy knuckles. Right? He was like, "Hey, we gotta go." But you you sink back into your memories and remember once more back to the academy, back to when because uh, you, re- you remember you you remember back to a further time where you were also remembering your days back at the academy 
where uh, the Duke was coming to town. It was an honor, but in preparation of the Duke coming to town, it seems like you've been hired to friggin' deal with some bandits that were escaping through the city. You can't let the Duke, you know, be around when there's bandits on the foot and such. Now, <laughs> oh God, what have we done? What have we done? Um, okay, so yeah, Order of the Northern Sky. You were part of it, protecting the princess. Order of the Southern Sky. They showed up. They're like, "Give me the princess." Fighting each other. You were killing each other. And Wait, I thought uh, it was the other way around. I thought I was the Southern Sky, and it was a Northern Sky. I Is think it? it was the Northern, but also when you first were reading your notes, you said you were the Northern. So that's also I, what I'm going off of. Okay. Because I don't have my notes in front of me, but I'm pretty sure you're the North. My my notes say that I'm part of the night. I'm a knight of the Southern Sky, and it's the Northern Sky that's attacking. Oh God. Um. Either way. No, it's important. Well, it's uh, it's not important right now, but it's important. We'll we'll look it up, or I'm looking it up. But so anyway, you're in the town, or you're in the city of Eagros which is a city that like is around a cat uh like it's the capital of one of these uh areas and so it's a big city in the middle of the city is a castle yeah man i'm pretty sure you're north i think this is north yes uh, so yeah you're the north side sky the southern sky was coming for the princess which was interpreted as essentially an act of war uh you don't know about the diplomatic fallout because you're remembering this story that i'm telling you now but you still are part you were mercenaries for the northern sky and you had just been roused also and this is never going to matter but just to remind you of how much i pay attention you had just spread a rumor of a treasure goblin that was in the nearby plains that was just something you as far as i understand made up but that's you know i'm keeping track of that that's something that happened and i remember it even you know and maybe a fan will remember it anyway what the fuck am i doing anyway uh the the your boss showed up um and he was like hey you know we got a job there's bandits that have been cited they're they're part of the corpse brigade which is like a group of bad guys that you've heard about and they're retreating they they were retreating through the city we got to cut them off before they join up with a larger host of corpse brigade fighters that are south of here you know uh so they're kind of like a terrorist group essentially they're kind of marauding the land building up forces recruiting members and they've been causing all sorts of problems so um yeah uh and also you know you haven't been dispatched on any jobs but you know that the mercenaries and the knights have been tasked with like dealing with the corpse brigade so this is like a constant thorn in your guys's side but you've never fought them so they're like yeah if you go out uh if you go on the west aqueduct on the third street it's called third street on the west aqueduct there there should be heading through there in 20 minutes if you go now you should be able to make it before they get there and you gotta stop them and see what information you get uh but don't let them escape if they escape we're fucked they they may have crucial information that uh needs to be suppressed learned or stopped dead in its tracks wow okay well let's uh i should head out there so do i have anybody with me that can come with me for this or am i completely on my own here uh so they're like johnny uh marcos you take rollo and geffen and you go you go over there and you take care of it we'll give you clyde too so there's three people including well i guess it's five people including you 
Um, but it's you and Marcos and three other people, but you're, you're in charge. And Marcos okay. is like, uh, you know, he's strapping his armor on already. He's like, we better make haste. Uh, I'll, I'll follow your lead unless, you know, you say anything stupid. Okay, well, let's, uh, let, let's head to the aqueduct then and get there before they, they show up. All right, yeah. So you do, you know, uh, you don't have a lot of heavy armor or anything to don or weapons. And so you're there pretty quick. You know, the mercenaries are not particularly heavily armed. Geffen at this point doesn't have, um, like, his nice armor that he, he has. He kind of has more standard issue armor and stuff. Um, but yeah, so you get to the aqueduct and it is actually at this point it kind of cuts into two aqueducts so the kind of street is broken into these three kind of lateral sections that are separated by five foot aqueducts that you'd have to like kind of jump across you could probably jump across them but you got to be careful otherwise you might fall in you know um so on these three strips of land there's six buildings kind of two two and two they're kind of rows of they they look like houses but sometimes in this part of town houses are like cottage industries so someone might sell like flowers out of their house or something so but these are all closed um it's a sunday so um yeah there's no real business it's a quiet quarter of the store and you haven't you haven't heard or seen any obvious signs of people there's a couple people walking around kind of taking a sunday stroll but you know you don't see any signs of conflict so you may have beaten the bandits here what do you what do you do what's uh mark uh rollo's like what do we do boss um is there somewhere that we can kind of like hole up where we can see who's coming but we're not completely exposed um you look around the best thing you can do is one of the buildings a couple of the buildings has chimneys but one of the buildings the chimney is in a position where you think you can kind of hide behind it and be kind of nestled between the crook of the the roof and the chimney and kind of squat down there from and you're relatively well hidden from all but a couple angles and, and you don't know how you can get on that building but it's not super high it's maybe 15 feet the roof is like 15 feet high so you can climb up there maybe Okay, yeah, let's guys you want you want to climb up the the chimney and and you know, see if we can we can hide right there until something shows up. Marcus is like, "Clyde, you take watch. Uh if anyone says anything, you know, tell them to talk to me." But yeah, he follows you and Rollo follows you and uh yeah, so that's everyone I think other than Clyde who's keeping watch. Uh yeah, so you climb up there. Uh do you have your dice? Yes, I do. Okay, so roll in athletics or acrobatics check, whichever is higher. Um, I don't have any for either. Okay, so just roll it and tell me what you get. So it's a 20? Yeah. 20. There you go. Wow, it's a critical hit. You uh you find a box that's like the perfect box and you just climb right on it. It's like exactly eight feet tall and you can pretty easily reach the ledge once you get up the box. So it's yeah, it's quite easy. And everyone can get up there quite easy and quietly without a lot of noise. And uh yeah. So you're in this kind of pocket on one of these buildings in the corner of this kind of six building arrangement in this general area. And uh yeah, again, there's people strolling. You don't see anything at the moment, but it hasn't been 20 minutes quite yet. Okay, well, guys, let's, you know, let's each pick a direction. Let's keep our eyes open. Let's just look for who's coming. Uh, anything suspicious, you pipe up right away. And let's just let's keep our eyes out. Okay. So, yeah, after not too long, you see four people. They are in dirty clothes. 
their boots look worn out. Um, a couple of them have daggers drawn and a couple of them have kind of swords strapped to their back that aren't drawn and they're just running. You can tell they're exhausted. They look like they've been running for quite some, some time. There's no guards chasing them or anything. So if they're running from something, you don't see what, but you get the sense based on the kind of green kind of, uh, embroidery and, and what do you call it? Markings and stuff that they're probably members of the corpse brigade. Okay. Um, so, uh, they're running straight towards you. They'll kind of pass. They'll probably pass within 30 feet of you, but not super close as they're running this way. But if you don't stop them or engage them in some way, you know, it might be hard to catch up with them. Okay. So I, I have a a bow, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a bow or a crossbow? But either way, I have both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do have both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I pull out my bow and aim it square at whoever's up front of, of the party that's coming towards us. And I yell at them, stop, identify yourself. Um, one of them starts to slow down, one of them towards the back, but the rest of them aren't, aren't slowing down at all. They're, they're still running. And one of them starts shouting, but you can't, it's not like towards you and you can't get a sense of what he's saying, but he's probably shouting to the other guys. Uh, but you're still probably about a hundred plus feet off at this point. Um, but they don't seem to have noticed enough to want to stop at least, or they don't care. One of the two. Okay. Um, I have Ray of Frost, correct? Mm-hmm. And that slows them. Will that slow just one down, or that's tonight? Can I aim that? If you hit one person, you can maybe slow them down by ten feet for like a turn, one turn, I think. Okay, that doesn't sound like that's going to do very much. No, I mean maybe you could do Ray of Frost at the floor to kind of turn it slippery or something. I don't know. That's an idea. Okay, let's just let's give that a shot. Here. I don't know. Okay, let's yeah, Let, let's aim Ray of Frost at at the ground directly in front of these guys and see if we can't make them. yeah stop a little bit based on timing and stuff you can only get one of them because you have to basically put it right in front of his feet otherwise you think he'll probably dodge it you know okay um so what's your spell save dc do you have your sheet pull that up spell save is 15 dc is 14 okay so he does make his save so you shoot it down on the ground he slips a little bit but he catches himself and he keeps going and the rest of the guys dodge out of the way at this point they're about 40 feet from you and they're 40 feet from kind of crossing you and getting to the point where they're running away from you now they're still kind of running towards you they still haven't really noticed you just because they're kind of focused on running i mean they've noticed that they're being attacked but they don't know necessarily where it's coming from you know okay so um I, I yell at them again, stop, don't make us attack you. Uh, if you don't stop right now, we're opening fire. Okay, so make a persuasion check or an intimidation plus, check, whatever is better. Plus six for persuasion. Okay. So I roll a, a d20 and then add six to it? Yeah. Okay. Seven plus six, so 13. All right, well... I rolled really high, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, no, he, he says, we're not stopping for nobody. Um, and then Marcos is like, for fuck's sake. And Marcos grabs Rolo and throws Rolo at the guys. He takes one of them out and two of them kind of trip and stop. Um, they kind of whirl around and assess the situation. And Marcos like, we have maybe about five seconds before they start running again. Do you have any other plans or are we just going to kill these guys? Uh, let's try to leave one alive. 
so we can get some information. Uh, okay. But let's let let's attack on three. Then okay. What do you want yep. to do? Um, I am gonna cast uh, a scorching ray. Okay, so he goes one, two, three, and he just jumps on top of one of the guys with the sword, one of the guys who spun around to kind of see what's been happening. Uh, yeah, Scorching Ray is three different attacks, so you're going to roll three spell attacks to see which of them hit. Okay. So, five, 11. Mm-hmm. 11. And 10. And so that was your D that was that adding your spell roll. That was your yes, D20? That was adding that was rolling a D20 and adding six to each one. Oof. So none of those. Wait, what was the last one? I don't think any of those hit. Uh, 10, 11, 11. Yeah. And 10. Yeah. So none of them hit all <laughs> your, your fire bolts go wide. And, uh, he's like, Johnny, God damn it. Uh, as he's in the air and, uh, he brings his, uh, <laughs> he brings his sword down on the head of one of the guys but it clangs off of his helmet he's the only guy with a helmet and it clangs off the guy's helmet and dodges it's like ah, now you made me fuck up too um rollo gets up and tries to stab a guy with a dagger and he does oh yeah so rollo takes out a guy with a dagger and now there's three of them left um and geffen He's going to jump down. He also misses. He jumps down onto a guy from the roof, and he misses as well. And Clyde is going to circle around. Clyde has a bow, and he's going to shoot one of the remaining guys with the bow. And he hits. So he is going to do four damage. Uh, that's not enough to take out that guy, though. And so, oh, boy. We're running out of time, according to the timer. Um, the, the bandits are going to start attacking. None of them have... Uh, ranged weapons or anything. So one of them is going to stab Rolo. Um, okay. They stab him three times. Uh, eight. Doesn't going well. Five, 13, 16, 16. Okay. Uh, okay. So Rolo, Rolo dies. Rolo's dead. No. no oh, not no. Rolo. You uh you flash back to when you were remembering the story after the princess got taken away when Rolo was alive fighting next to you and you go wait a second you're not Rolo and you look at him again and it's not Rolo you were completely just you were thought it was Rolo you remembered him being Rolo but actually this guy next to you in this kind of framing narrative timeline is a guy named Lad he's a different guy so Rolo actually died um so yeah uh, I guess it's a cliffhanger is that Rolo is dead. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah, so tune in to see who will win the fight. You know, we've suffered some losses, but can we pull it out? Who knows? Uh, you got anything to plug, Kevin? What got more shows coming up? Uh, yeah, uh, we got real life sci-fi coming up next with uh, Aaron and Savan taking over for this week. Nice. Um, and yeah, so stick around. If you're not watching this live, watch shrobhomevideo.com on Sunday nights. Yeah, and I'm trying to do this Big Dogs D&D thing. Go to twitch.tv slash Frank Howley or twitch.tv slash The Sixler for mine. Um, but I'm going to be, you know, we're going to be doing it on Frank Howley's Twitch stream. Uh, we're going to try and do it Tuesday night at a, like, I think 6 Pacific time, 6 p.m. Pacific time. So this Tuesday, we'll try and do another one. I don't know if we're always going to do that time, but, you know, definitely this week. Come see us do Wacky D&D. We're... We're uh, 
We're trying to bring back the Taco Bell that was stolen by the Doritos Locos Kobolds. So, you know, hopefully we can put a stop to their cheesy ways. <laughs> um, and that's what's going on on the Big Dog stream. I also have a Patreon, Twitch, or not Twitch, you know, whatever. But, you know, I talk too much about the Patreon anyway. Uh, Kevin, this is your show now. This is the Kevin fucking, everyone fucking loves Kevin and hates Spencer podcast now. That's what it's called. No, uh, but do you have it? Do you want to do, do a special Kevin-y sign-off? No, I love yours. That's that's the highlight of my show for you for you to do it. Okay, so as always, like we always say, carrots are the enemies of the godly. Oh my god, we forgot. We're gonna do the talking to the audience thing next week. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, Kevin. I ruined the show. It's okay. Uh, I forgot to set it up. Oh boy, fine. That's fine.